Hey, Tom Show listeners, it's time for Gen Con 2012, and this recording is coming to you straight from the con. That's right. We present to you here an unedited recording straight from the best four days in gaming. But be aware of what that means. We did not dictate the content. We are not censoring for language. And while our editor, Sam, will try to make the sound as good as possible, we're in a large room trying to capture as much sound as possible. So it may not be as crisp and clear as you're used to. With that said, we as always have to give credit to the folks who help us pay the bills around here, and that's Continue Magazine. It's a quarterly magazine for all sorts of gamers. Video, board, card, mini, and of course RPGs. Be sure to swing by ContinueMag.com, buy a magazine, and tell them thank you for supporting the podcast. Well, without further ado, your Gen Con 2012 recording. Whichever one it happens to be this time around. Enjoy! Okay, I am here now on the last day of Gen Con with Laura Tomervik from D&D Brand. Yes. Uh, and so we're going to talk a little bit about how the con went and, and all the, the, the theme and all that kind of stuff. Great. So, um, the theme for, for Gen Con in the summer and, I don't know, maybe further into the year is, is Rise of the Underdark. Yes, it is. Um, what is the Rise of the Underdark? What is it? Well, um, this is a campaign that began in May of this year. It will extend through the end of the year. Um, and this is all about the story of Lolf and her desire to take Mistra's vacant seat as the goddess of magic, essentially take over the surface world and turn it into eternal darkness. So we have this wonderful story that transcends across multiple products um, and product categories, even our in-store play programs. So regardless of how you decide to engage with the D&D brand during this time frame, you're going to experience the drow race, which is incredibly intriguing and exciting for uh, play um, and D&D Encounters especially is a wonderful way to experience that story. So, what all is entailed in in this, you know, what what programs and what products and, you know, if I'm, if I'm not an organized play person but I have a home campaign, how am I going to interact with yep. it? If I, you know, where, where exactly am I going to bump into all these things? Multiple ways. So, as I mentioned, uh, D&D Encounters is a great way to get the complete story. So, within this campaign, The Rise of the Underdark, there are three encounter seasons that fall within there. D&D Encounters runs at retail play locations on Wednesday nights, every Wednesday, and each of those seasons usually runs about 13 to 14 weeks. So we have three encounter seasons. Uh, the next one that speaks directly to the Rise of the Underdark campaign in which people will be able to experience that begins on August 22nd. Uh, this is going to be incredibly fun for players because we are asking people to play as Drow and during that season essentially experience the Rise of the Underdark from the Drow perspective. So I think it'll be really fun for players to be able to play Drow more true to their nature, um, which can be a little bit controversial in a normal D&D campaign based on um, uh, the Drow race and the, and the way they are. Um, but then we also have an additional, our last uh, D&D encounter season will begin in mid-October, and that will be the culmination of that storyline. So we're encouraging players to uh, continue with uh, the Rise of the Underdark campaign through encounters through the remainder of the year. We also have D&D Lair Assault. Are you familiar with uh, D&D oh, yeah. Lair Assault? Okay, so great. D&D Lair Assault is a highly tactical, challenging uh, play experience. Um, we provide that. Um, we have a new challenge coming on September 1st uh, called Kill the Wizard. And in this one, um, we are also inviting players to play as Drow, which will be uh, really, really fun for them. Um, but in addition to our in-store play programs, we have RPG supplement product, um, the book Menzo Berenz and releases on August 21st. And uh, this book is a wealth of information on everything you need to know about that, the biggest, um, uh, most dangerous drow city in the Underdark. 
uh, the way the society functions, the, you know, more about the race, uh, more about the matriarchal society and the drow priestesses and what motivates them. Uh, so that's a wonderful book for both players and DMs to prepare for the, the onslaught of drow. Um, but we also have wonderful accessory products, everything from tiles and maps uh, to wonderful tabletop um, uh, display units for, from uh, Gale Force 9 that are Underdark themed. And then we also have digital offerings from our partners. Uh, Dungeons & Dragons Online has a brand new expansion that came out in June, Menace of the Underdark. Um, and then we also have a full suite of novels that all tell their own individual part of that drow story as well, inclu including Caron's Claw from R.A. Salvatore, uh, which is now available. So, um, if I'm not an Encounters player, yes. is there a way for me to get that story? Is there, you know, is there, is there a novel that's, that's going to tell that story, or is it mostly being told through adventure? So, mostly through D&D Encounters, in terms of uh, that through line on the narrative. Um, and then each of the individual other products tell uh, a smaller part of, of that story in their own individual uh, okay. product categories. So I would encourage uh, people to follow D&D Encounters for that story. Also, Paizo Publishing is proud to announce the world premiere of its new Pathfinder comic book with an exclusive Gen Con edition available now at Paizo Meet series creators Jim Zub and Andrew Puerta and get your first look at this exciting new series. I have another product that I'd like to, sure. to mention as well. We have a new product line that we um, introduced in July of this year called Dungeon Command. Mm -hmm. Dungeon Command is a head-to-head -head mini skirmish game. Um, and players will uh, buy faction packs for those. So they're preset faction packs that come with uh, pre-painted plastic minis and the stat cards and the tiles. And you play in a head-to-head -head battle uh, against your opponent. Um, and we're going to continue to introduce new faction packs uh, throughout the year. Um, the Sting of Lolth was the first uh, drow-themed, of course, faction pack. Um, we also have Heart of Cormir available on the market right now. And then uh, next month, we have Tyranny of Goblins, so a full goblin set. So again, regardless of how you want to engage with the brand, um, there's something drow uh, for you. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, you mentioned that, you know, obviously it looks like a lot of what's happening with this event is, is the stories being told through encounters, mm -hmm. uh, and the current season mm -hmm. deals with playing drow, and, mm -hmm. and that in involves a lot of, you know, intrigue and... Ba possible backstabbing, yep. playing evil characters. Yep. Um, should we assume that this season of Encounters is a bit of a shift from the normal, um, the normal purpose of Encounters? Or I guess one of one of the, one of the reasons that people like to run Encounters is to introduce new people to the game. Yep. But it's hard to do that with backstabbing evil PCs. Yes. So is, should we just assume that we're taking a bit of a break from that normal? Well, yeah, it, yeah, a little bit. Um, but of course, there's still going to need to be that balance, which we leave up to our experts in R and D. So there still are group goals. You'll just have some more internal motivations um, and, and be able to play draw a little bit more true. But they'll still be you'll still be working as a party uh, to accomplish something together. So you'll still get that 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 same feel. D and D encounters is absolutely, as you mentioned, still a really great starting point for anybody coming into the game. Uh, like I said, you can show up at your local game store on a Wednesday night. You know people are going to be there. You're going to find a friendly DM who can introduce you to the game. Um, you can start at a lower level of play and, and have a pre-generated character and just jump right in. Great. Uh, so this the whole Rise of the Underdark event about what I mean. What is the time frame for it? Are we it, it? This will continue through the end of the year. Okay, so right up through about Christmas time, and yep. then something new. And next then week. something new. You'll have to keep okay. watching. Yep. Um, now, as I recall, we, we not too long ago had the Year of the Drow. Uh, as sort of the, the big theme event going mm -hmm. on. Um, any thoughts on what we might be looking at for the next theme? 
Well, I don't want to spoil anything. I can say that, um, you know, as we look forward uh, to the brand, you know, for, for Dungeons & Dragons, uh, story is going to become much more important, much more of a focus for us. Um, you know, as we work at, on the next iteration of the game and really nailing down um, a core rule set that is simple but modular and flexible, we'd like to be able to complete that and sort of put the rules aside because we want to bring all D&D players back around the table regardless of what edition they play. So when we look to the future of the brand and we bring everybody around the table, we'd like to focus more on story and theme and having all these products uh, cross-category tied thematically. So I can't say you can look forward to that going forward, although I don't want to spoil exactly what those things sure. are. I'm just saying, we've had a year of the dragon. It would make sense to have a year of the dungeon someday. There you go. <laughs> Thank you. We'll take that back. There you go. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, in general here at Gen Con, uh, there's been lots of you know seminars and announcements and keynote and all that kind of stuff. Uh, how's all that gone? Oh, it's gone wonderfully well. As you mentioned, we had our keynote address, the inaugural keynote address for Gen Con uh, on Thursday night, and that was our opportunity to really share with the D&D community what the future of the brand held. Um, it went, uh, I feel, very well. Um, you know, we wanted let, to let people know what our goals were um, with, with the, the current playtest. We've been... Uh, so uh, thankful that so many people in the community have participated. Uh, to date, we've had around 75,000 people officially sign up for the playtest. Um, we want people to know at the show uh, this year that it's absolutely not too late uh, to um, sign up and be a part of that playtest process um, at this time. Um, that is the single best way for us to formally collect that feedback through our surveys and polls that we provide. Um, so we really just want people to take a look at it if they haven't already, uh, stick with us through the process. It's going to be a long one. Um, we're not rushing anything out of the door, out the door, uh, because it's uh, critical that we get it right at this point. And uh, we're just so looking forward to the future and the fans' involvement um, as we look to the next iteration of the game. Sure. So, of all the things that have been happening, the the non-gin-going audience. Mm -hmm. uh, might have some things that they want to find out about what, what's been happening and going on. Yep. So what, what are the sort of the big D&D takeaways for, from Gen Con this year? I think the big D&D takeaways um, are uh, we're right in the middle of the rise of the Underdark, so it's also not too late to engage with that um, and experience it and experience the drow race. So August 22nd is an important time for people if they'd like to start in that new season of Encounters. Uh, that's right around the corner. Uh, the beauty of D&D Encounters is you can pop in and out and you really won't be missing much. So you know, it's never really too late to start, but um, that is a great place for people to get that narrative. Um, and then the second thing goes back to the playtest. Um, it's not too late to sign up. It's very simple to do. Uh, on DungeonsAndDragons.com, you can find the playtest uh, tab up on the top nav bar. And it's literally all you need to do is provide an email address, a password, um, accept the terms of the playtest, and um, you'll have the material soon. And they talked about the playtest going uh, at least two years in total. Yeah. So there's still lots of playtest time ahead? Yes, there is. Um, we've always anticipated it would be around the two-year process. Um, so it, it's not too late. Uh, the exciting part is we just released the second playtest packet this week on Monday. Um, additionally, uh, on Friday of this week, we released the Sorcerer and Warlock class. So people can get that in their playtest packet now as well, which you know people are, are excited to be able to get their hands on those and, and playtest them. So lots of good stuff going on. Good. Uh, how's the... What's the? You said there's what, what seventy five thousand or so people that have signed up for the playtest. How many of them are providing feedback like through the surveys? 
The feedback, uh, the response rate has been incredibly high. Um, I don't want to provide misinformation and act an exact percentage. Sure. But when you think about, um, you know, surveys just in the general population, usually response rate's not that high. And um, what's so incredibly inspiring and exciting is that D&D fans are passionate. And the response rate has been incredibly high, and that just speaks to the love of the game and how interested and invested people are in this game that, that we all love to play. And um, what's, is, is there anything being done at the con or otherwise sort of initiatives to, to, try, to, to try to bring in audiences that, that maybe aren't paying attention to D&D right now, right? Whether it be previous edition players, you know? It, yeah. it, there's a natural inclination that, that most of the audience of the playtest is going to be people who are already paying attention right. and are already on board. Right. What are we doing to bring in other right. people? Well, we're really hoping that, uh, so that the, uh, the keynote address that we provided on Thursday night is now available on our website. So we're encouraging people to, to, to uh, take a look at that. We have a wonderful, uh, just growing, every day our online community is growing. So um, there are a lot of people engaged with the brand right now on Facebook. So um, by you know, by posting that keynote, which is now available, um, we're hoping that they, you know, do get visibility to the changes that the brand is undergoing and, and what the future looks like. Um, in addition, we have sign-up kiosks here at the show uh, for people to, to just join the playtest right on site, and we are also offering on-site play opportunities as well for D&D Next um, over in the D&D Experience rooms, uh, which are right across the hallway, and you can actually sit down at the show and um, and play. Uh, one of the the very exciting announcements at the keynote had to do with uh, the availability of digital products. Yes. Um, and digital, being able to get digital books and the whole back catalog. Yes, being very exciting. Uh, have you heard much response from the community in, in, on how that's going? Absolutely. Excitement. I mean, you could feel the energy in the room that night. Um, I've been out on, uh, you know, on the internet just, you know, looking around in communities and, and seeing people's response and talking to people here at the show. I've had many, many questions about, oh, are you going to have this adventure available or, you know, specifics, right. um, which unfortunately I can't provide right now, but a wonderful response to that. Um, we encourage people to um, keep watching our website because um, very shortly we will have more information on that. Uh, early 2013 is right around the corner, um, so we'll be providing more information uh, very soon on which titles, which format, um, how that content is going to be made available. Okay. So, so you, we don't have any idea at this point how how it's going. It's you know, it's well, going to be purchase an individual PDF and, and do what you want with it, or is it going to be well, you know, an, a, a mobile app that you can yep. do an in-app purchase? So, um, as of right now, um, I can't uh, share specifics on the formats. I can tell you that our goal, um, because the library, the backlist is so vast, um, it's quite a daunting task. Sure. So it's going to take us a while, as Michael alluded to in the keynote. Right. Um, we're going we're gonna to do it in batches uh, starting early next year. And what our goal is at this time is that within each of those batches to at least provide content for all editions, first okay. through fourth, so that there, there really is something for everybody. Uh, because at the end of the day, um, as we look to the future of Dungeons and Dragons and what it really is at its heart and what it means to people and what they believe it is, we have to embrace our past. Because as you know, many, many people have been with the brand for, for decades. And so as we look to the future, we're really embracing all those, all that previous content um, and making something available for everybody. Any thought to solicit the community as to what, what things they'd like to see 
port it over to digital first? Yeah, yeah, you can, yeah. Um, people who are engaged in the play test or following, um, you know, we run several um, columns on a weekly basis uh, where we do solicit feedback, whether it's from the art perspective or from the game design perspective. But yes, people uh, should follow the articles. Uh, we oftentimes follow them up with surveys and polls. And um, yes, the goal is to engage the community to find out really which content uh, people want. Because at the end of the day, that's what, what it's all about. Good. Um, one of the other big announcements this this week has been the the Forgotten Realms yes. and the support for the Forgotten Realms early in in D and D Next and this big event. Yep. Um, you know, one one last realm shaking event to yep. sort of set things to this to a new status quo. Yes. Um, has response to that been been positive? Yes, the response to that has been positive. Um, I think what people are most excited about is that um, we're not going to go back in, in time. We're not going to pretend the events that have occurred in the realms to date didn't happen. Um, we're going to honor all the wonderful writings of our authors who've been writing in the realms, um, you know, in, in the recent eras. Um, that's all. That's all still valid and true, and it happened. We're going to move forward, um, and through the changes that are going to be presented in the Sundering, um, you know, progress the timeline forward and bring it back to a, a more familiar place. Um, and but I think people are excited that we're just we're not going to pretend that that the past didn't happen. And so. the Sundering is going to involve uh, a series of three novel, or I'm sorry, six, six. novels, yes, uh, and two adventures where yes. the players can actually then. You know, inform wizards how their adventure went and that could influence the development of the world, as I understand it. So, yes, we're going to have two adventures next year that are penned by R.A. Salvatore and Ed Greenwood um, that are going to have, um, that are going to be thematically tied to the stories told in the Sundering novels. Uh, but the goal in general uh, with the Forgotten Realms, after the Sundering and the effects of the Sundering have settled, is really to put that world back in the hands of the players. Uh, because that's what D&D is about. It's about players creating their own stories. And so, after the Sundering and the effects have settled, we at Wizards are done with messing with the world that really belongs to the players, and we will provide mechanisms for feedback so that whether it's in your homebrew game or your retail-based games or whatever, you know, players are actually impacting the future of the Forgotten Realms, which I, I think is incredibly exciting. Um, so is there any thought at this point, you know, once the, the Sundering is happening at a time after current events, uh, yes. you know, like the Rise of the Underdark and that kind of stuff are over, is there thoughts that, that some of the Sundering could be supported with you know, organized play activities and that kind of stuff as well? Uh, yeah, next year you can look for having things uh, tied thematically as well, uh, much like this year and last year's Neverwinter campaign. So yeah, I mean, our goal is to continue to have things tied thematically, whether it's through organized play, whether it's through our novels line, whether it's through our adventure content. Uh, we absolutely want to provide story as that connective tissue cross-category. Uh, and one of the one of the things that's happening here at the con is you're giving a lot of people, and you alluded to this, uh, an opportunity to play mm -hmm. D&D Next and, and sign up for the playtest and, and grab a character and go through a series of adventures and, yep. and do some things here. Um, <clears throat> How has that been received? Have people seem to have been enjoying all that? Or? Absolutely. Um, I believe all of our uh, our play slots over in the D&D experience um, where we're, we are showing, uh, in addition to D&D Next, um, we have play sessions for uh, Dungeon Command, and we also have an adventure that's thematically tied to next week's D&D uh, Encounter season. 
My understanding is that all of those sessions have been fully booked from the very beginning. The response has been incredible. So it's very exciting to see people um, anxious to get their hands on it and experience it. We've got wonderful DMs over there, so the, the response has been fantastic. Good, 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 excellent. Yeah. And, and one of the things I've sort of listened in and heard is, is um, you're getting a, a good chunk of, of D&D fans playing it and checking it out, but I'm also hearing some people who maybe laps from D&D that are like, you know, Interesting. I want to yeah. go see what it's about, right? Yeah, and, that's and, wonderful. Know. Yeah. So hopefully we'll see what happens with the community and, and, yeah. and that. It's very exciting. All right, well, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. Uh, and have a great rest of the con. Thank you.